0: This week's episode, we are talking with John Lindsay. We go over his barbecue career, his steak cooking career, rub business, and even Arkissippi. That's right. Tune in to listen to what Arkissippi is all about. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, world headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The butcher turned pit master, your host, David Bosca. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. Today, we have John Lindsay with us, coming to us from Arkansas. John, say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. I like that. Short and sweet, just like what it is. (laughs) (laughs) What we normally do right off the bat is just to introduce yourself and to... Everybody get comfortable with what's going on They know where I'm at I'm right here at Butcher Barbecue. Tell everybody where you're at right now Where where are you sitting?
1: David, I'm actually outside my office here in Paragould, Arkansas Uh, Live in Jonesboro, Arkansas And that's where the all-queued-up competition headquarters is Jonesboro, Arkansas, here in northeast Arkansas
0: all right let's start with just who is john Lindsay? um family what do you do for a living i mean let's be real we're not making a living <laughs> cooking so there's got to be well, another job in the world
1: it sure would be nice but uh i have actually run an insurance agency been in the insurance business about 10 years on my competition team of course everybody knows my son john walter Lindsay, and uh john walter cooks with me and he's uh all queued up competition team number two So uh, he cooks and I cook And uh, we get to do this together So we are uh, excited to be a father and son team out there Cook predominantly on the state cook-off association circuit Also have done KCBS barbecue And uh, and uh, we sure enjoy being out there together uh, doing.
0: How would you get into comp cooking? What was your first introduction to it?
1: Well, uh, David... To be quite honest with you, Barbecue Pitmasters on TV. And, of course, I know I grew up uh, in my barbecue realm. I grew up uh, watching you on TV. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it was was a wonderful time uh, just watching those shows. I think even before Barbecue Pitmasters came out, there were some shows on the Food Network that was geared toward barbecue. And I took a liking to it because it was always such a a miss to take a big piece of meat, like a pork butt or a brisket, cook it all day long. And when you come out with it, it was something spectacular. And so around my area, barbecue is prominent and popular. And so there was always a mystique where it came to barbecue. And, and that attracted me to it. Of course, I love competition and love to be able to compete in anything. I'm a very competitive person, and that's kind of, I guess, what drives me. But when I started watching the shows, I realized, and I'd always known because we're 60 miles from Memphis. So I'd always known about Memphis and May, all of those things, but I didn't know really what went on over there. I saw the news releases, of course, Myron Mixon, Jack's old south the teams that would be over there but i didn't know what it entailed until barbecue pitmasters came out and then i started watching that first season and man that first season hooked me it just brought you right in you know right into the inner sanctum so to speak of watching folks put this stuff on the grill doing the things that need to be done to cook competitions and of course when it was over with hoping their name was called last and so Um, that's the way I got started and that's what got me really with my juices flowing for competition cooking in general.
0: Well, you'd be surprised the number of folks that I talk with and that it is still the TV show, how it still inspires people to get out and want to cook or start a team of some sort.
1: It's a phenomenal show. I'll be honest with you. There's not been anything like that before or since and we actually need something like that. I think that has introduced so many folks, to competition cooking, and it, and it really primed that pump. As you know, of course, you've competed for all these years, and you were probably competing in barbecue when when it wasn't as popular, but it became a popular situation to be on a barbecue team. Everywhere I go, of course, in my office here, I have trophies that's hanging up. I've got all kinds of awards hanging up in there, and, and I do that for a reason. It's always... Uh, something that's a conversation start people come in they'll go looking around and i'll be talking to them about insurance and before long they're wanting to know how to cook the steak or they're wanting <laughs> to know how what's the best way to cook a pork butt <laughs> and so and they'll ask about the trophies and ask where i've been and what we're doing it gives every one of the things i found out is barbecue and grilling is common ground it's a common denominator for ever and so i think that's what i love about it so much it gives you so many opportunities and it has opened some doors for me that would have never been opened before and i'm really thankful for it i've really been blessed
0: well here's a thought as you go to slide that bill over towards them just mention hey what do you do for a t-bone as they're as you slide that to them, they might not even realize that bill is in front of them then did you ever think of that
1: well, it kind of takes a little bit of the pain and a little the sting out of it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> hey, real
0: quick. You had mentioned just re- a while ago that you the competitive juices are, are flowing and, and cooking is something you did. What did you do in the past that was competitive? Did you play golf, tennis, um, shoot pinochle? <laughs> what, 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 what else have you done?
1: Everything, from uh, being in high school and being an FFA skeet shooter, trying to be a skeet shooting champion, or – uh, we field trial registered beagle hounds, running rabbits in the Deep South uh, Beagle Association. I mean, I could give you list after list of things that I've done. I was a big horse show guy, showed racking and walking horses, uh, and trained and raised racking and walking horses and competed with them. Uh, I've, I've done everything as far as competition, golf tournaments, uh, basketball, things like that. But, you know, um, I'm 47 years old now. And I'll be honest with you, the basketball and the athletics, have kind of went by the wayside a little bit. (laughs) So, uh, I've had to find a way to compete and and be able to do something that uh, I can physically do anymore. So, I can do this. And, of course, uh, as you know, being a barbecue cook and a cook at all times, you have to kind of watch it. You put a few extra pounds on So, you have to kind of keep them off to be able to get out there and compete. But, But, yes, sir, I've been competitive all my life.
0: All right. All right. It sounds like you definitely have been very good at competing, too. Yeah.
1: Well, we've tried.
0: (laughs) Let's get a little bit with what you cook on. Let's go with your barbecue cook. Then let's switch over to uh, steak cooking. But let's talk about what you cook on for barbecue.
1: Well, what I cook on with uh, barbecue is just very simply the gateway drum smoke. I've tried several cookers. Over the years, and I've had everything from gravity fed, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of gravity fed smokers, pellet grills, insulated cookers. I love them all. I'm a grill enthusiast. And you know what? I've got way too many. But my bread and butter, when I go to competition, I'm loading up four gateway drums, and uh, I'm going out and cooking hot and fast. The magic happens at 300 degrees, and uh, I just seem like I can turn out a better product on that gateway for me. Um, than I can on anything else in a shorter amount of time.
0: Yeah, those things are so fun to cook on. And I think the reason I like them so much is that it's all, I, I would say, interactive cooking. You have to be flipping, turning, doing something every 20 to 30 minutes on them. And I think that's what I really enjoy about it.
1: Right. And, you know, the old adage is if you're, if you're looking, you're not cooking. But in a gateway drum, you know, with that, you want to be in there. You want to have your hands in it and looking and checking it because uh, they are, uh, man, when you learn how to uh, use those things and adjust them, man, they they just do an excellent job. I've got a little story about a gateway. I was at a contest in Kennett, Missouri. I'd been up all night feeding the fire, trying to get the big meats done, and I I bet you I got 30 minutes sleep all night. So there was this next-door neighbor that was cooking, and I can't even tell you who they are had a real nice trailer. Man, it began to be like 6 o'clock in the morning, and these folks hadn't woke up. I mean, they weren't even, didn't even have a fire. And I'm thinking, oh, man, these folks have overslept. So I just went over and knocked on the door, and this guy comes to the door rubbing his eyes and everything. He said, man, what are you doing? I said, well, I, I noticed you hadn't started your fire. I thought you'd overslept. You know, I want to make sure. He said, oh, heck no, I haven't overslept. On Gateway drums, we don't start till six thirty, and uh, I mean, I had no idea. He had the gateways on the back, and I thought, you know, I need some of that because I had fought fire all night long on those pits that I was using. I'd stayed up and uh, wasn't anything fresh about me, but that guy was just getting up out of bed. I like that when you can cook barbecue that way.
0: Well, you ain't a cook. You ain't a kid in there. All right, you you dove off. I'm not going to say you left barbecue, but you found a new love in cooking. It's the SCA State Cookoffs, and you've done yes, very, very. I'm going to say it one more time, very well at it. Tell us what you cook on for that.
1: Well, what I cook on with the State Cookoff Association, and predominantly that's what we do now. And I have just switched over, uh, probably about four or five months ago, with Hasty Bake Charcoal Grills. And uh, I took my competition uh, steaks on a Hasty Bake Ranger. And uh, also they've got a new Hasty Bake Nomad SCA grill that's just coming out. That's going to be probably uh, a pace setter when it comes to SCA cooking for new cooks and seasoned people alike. But the Hasty Bake allows me to uh, put a better color on my steak, more control more even cooking than anything that I have found on the market. And I've cooked with all the all the grills. I mean, you know, the grills are a little bit cheaper than your actual barbecue cooker. So I've tried all of them. We just, we tried the Ranger. We fell in love with that Hasty Bake Ranger. And I am a part of the Hasty Bake Pro Staff team. But but I wouldn't put a stamp of approval on anything if I didn't love to cook on and if I didn't think it was a top-notch cooker. And that's to me it's the best thing on the market i'm just being honest with the hasty bacon so we love it and that's what we cook
0: on i've got one of their mm-hmm. bigger ones sitting in my backyard right now and i don't remember yes, the size but i've taken it to texas i cook my half chickens on that i have cooked a steak on that at a contest right. but so i absolutely get what you're talking about explain this a little bit about which one are you doing now the ranger or the new nomad i didn't catch that
1: well I'm on the ranger right now because the nomad has not been released oh okay um but now your cooker is probably it's it's probably a legacy more than likely
0: it's the bigger uh, one we raise and lower the charcoal yes exactly yeah uh-huh. yeah yep.
1: well that that legacy that ranger that that I have is just a miniature version of that legacy the top the hood the mechanism the firebox everything in it is set up exactly like that legacy, except in a smaller pack. And, you know, I used to play music uh, for years, and somebody told me one time, it was a drummer, and he said, if you can ever figure out a way to put a volume knob on a set of drums, you can make millions of dollars. And somebody come out with electronic drums in. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you can figure out in a charcoal grill, on a good quality grill, how to raise and lower your fire basket, you're miles ahead of the game also. And so with the Ranger, it has the mechanism there. If you get a little too hot, you can lower it down. It's got a chain mechanism there, and you bring it up or down if you need to. I don't normally have to because I've learned to control the fire. It's really easy. But in the hood design is made such that it is for sure, I mean, it, it gives you the most convection cooking of anything out there because of the vent design and the hood design. Now, if you have a cooker that has the vents out the top, you got most of your fire and your smoke and everything is pretty much running straight from the bottom to the top, anyway you slide. Well, the hasty back design, you have the hinge over on the left-hand side of that cooker that is below the grate. So it has to go to the top, funnel back around, and then out down the bottom on the exhaust vent. And so because of that, I think it gives me a better color, gives me a better flavor that's The flavor on hasty bakes are very distinct. I know you know by cooking on a drum, probably at times, and I'm sure you have, that drum puts off a distinct flavor. These hasty bakes, they have their own distinct flavor that I've not been able to get on anything else. And that's one of the reasons I really like them. But it is good, moist, convection cooking, and it's easy to use. And that's what I like about the Ranger. Now, the Nomad that's coming is going to be similar to the Ranger. Same legs similar body. It's going to be just a a little bit smaller. Uh, The the Ranger's four grill grate panels wide, and the Nomad's going to be three. But the thing about the Nomad, there's a heat deflector plate that goes in that, and it loads from the front. And in that heat deflector plate, you've got a good cool side and a hot side with a kind of a vortex-style opening there that you can sear on and then move it over to the other side. It's set up and designed by Hasty Bake for SCA cooks and SCA cooks cook-offs. And actually, Brett Galloway and Ken Phillips had a little bit in designing that grill. And so it was meant to be a steak cooker and a steak cooking machine. And I can't wait to get my hands on one and put it through paste.
0: Well, Tulsa is just about an hour from where I'm sitting right now. So when they come, get one out. Right. I'll, uh, I'll get one, and I'll just text you and show you a picture of it. You don't need to worry about it.
1: <laughs> well, i tell you what. If you ever get your hands on one, I'm sure you'll love it. <laughs> well,
0: let me ask you this. Are you a briquette or a lump charcoal person?
1: Well, if I'm cooking uh, barbecue, uh, I'm going to use lump, and I want to use a good quality lump. Uh, I like the Royal Oak uh, Lump Charcoal if I'm, if I'm running my drums to me it burns hotter. Um, it's a good clean burn. Um, and you can, can adjust it in the drums, but as far as steak cooking in, in SCA, I'm, I'm wanting as much control over what I've got, you know, with, with, with the lump charcoal, you got all different sizes, uh, all different piece sizes there. And it's a little harder control as far as, uh, you know, the ultimate control, but with briquettes, you know, It's easier to control. I put a certain amount in my cooker every time, so I know exactly what the heat's going to do. Uh, We try to be so consistent. You know, when we cook, we want the fire exactly the same distance away from the grills as we did the cook before. We want it within 10 degrees on the grill grate. We want the same amount of charcoal to replicate that steak that we win with every time. All those things have to be right. And so briquettes gives me a little bit more control that way. And then uh, I, use, uh, I use Kingsford Professional. Actually, I'm sponsored by Kingsford right now. Uh, all my steak cookers, I use the professional grade briquettes. they Kingsford, and that's what we use.
0: Well, explain to the listeners what what would be or what is the difference between a professional Kingsford briquette and the one they could buy at any grocery store.
1: Well... I noticed here around it, you can buy the professional briquettes at uh, some of the stores, but you don't find them very often. Uh, you have most of the time the regular uh, blue bag. And that regular blue bag is a good charcoal. It just, I think it has a, a little bit more filler in it. It's not as pure. And so you get quite a bit more ash out of that uh, regular blue bag charcoal. The briquettes gonna have uh, more of a cleaner burn. It's, it's going to be uh, more compact, and it's going to burn a little bit hotter than the actual uh, blue bag Kingsford Charcoal. And uh, I would say that the, that the purity of it is what's going to classify it into that professional grade and allows it to burn uh, a little bit hotter.
0: That's what I was curious, if it actually burnt hotter. There, there had to be another reason from ash. Right. And so, yeah, so mm-hmm. you're getting a consistent heat along with a, just a tad bit hotter heat without having to put yep. more coals in there, getting it closer to what you got to cook.
1: That's exactly right. and, and the, Now, they're going to cost a little bit more, but uh, you're going to get more of a consistent, pure burn. Once it gets going, uh, you're not going to have near as much uh, smoke and, and stuff with your, with your professional briquettes as you are uh, just a regular blue bag. Now, b- regular blue bags are great charcoal and and nothing wrong with it, but but for what we do, we like that Kingsford profession.
0: Let's be real. You said it cost a little bit more. I didn't realize that we were keeping uh, uh, expenditure (laughs) and in, in, in an income mm-hmm. ledger on competition cooking.
1: <laughs> well, I make absolutely sure every year not to do that. Or I might have already put myself out of business.
0: That's right. That's food. right. So we understand <laughs> when it's a little bit more expensive. It doesn't matter. It's for competition cooking. It,
1: that's exactly right.
0: <laughs> hey, when you got you've gotten into cooking. How long have you been cooking now?
1: Well, believe it or not, um, I have cooked. I didn't grow up cooking barbecue. My earliest um, memories uh, of a grill was my dad uh, out in front of our house on a cheap Walmart grill because that's what we had. And, And him taking a hairdryer out there trying to get the charcoal started because really we didn't know anything about chimneys, anything like that. And I was probably six or seven years old. And my dad was great at everything, but he wasn't a barbecue guy. And so he wasn't a great cook uh, on that end, an outdoor cook or anything. But as I got older, I enjoyed cooking outdoors and I would just do hot dogs and hamburgers and just the, the best basic things. You know, there's something about smelling that fire and, and, and that taste over charcoal wood. you know, it just makes everything better. And so, so I did, I grew up doing a little bit of that along, but like I said, when barbecue pit masters came out, I kind of got the niche there. And I followed that, listened to everything I could. Greg Rimpey on the Barbecue Central show, yep. I will be honest with you, that barbecue roundtable, and you were on there. I'm, I'm 90% sure that you were on one of those roundtable yep. discussions that, that he had. That was the best thing for cooks That, And I never got to meet Greg or talk to Greg, but I'm a fan of that show, and it helped me. Those barbecue roundtables and I studied barbecue I studied outdoor cooking I could tell you all the all the pit masters, all the cookers, all the stuff before I ever touched a piece of meat I know it's weird but barbecue guys were my heroes instead of basketball and and football players I mean uh, that, that's just the way I you know that's the way I'm geared and so anyway uh, in 2015 and I still got the trophies here. I went to my first KCBS. I took the small competition one, I believe it was about two weeks before that, but it was just a non-sanction. But I traveled to Kennett, Missouri at the Kennett JC's cook-off in 2015. I had bought me a gravity-fed smoker. I went up there, pulled on the lot up there, saw all the trailers. Lottable was there with his bus and his big uh, jambo pit or champion pit that he uses. And, and I remember saying to myself, there's no way I can do any good up here. I am, I'm a guy <laughs> that's coming in there like the Beverly Hillbillies with a flatbed trailer. I had everything but the kitchen sink strapped down with tarp straps and everything else. And uh, it, it's weird, but some of the best friends I have right now, I met them, Brian and Leanne Caruso. I met them at that contest. They were the first people I ever met at that KCBS contest. So it that was two thousand fifteen. To make a long story short, uh I had a I tied for a first place pork that day and I had a second place chicken that day.
0: Nice and uh,
1: so so when you do that, you're hooked. And <laughs> so so that was how I got started in competition barbecue. Now, let's go to the steak cooking situation. In two thousand seventeen we we were cooking um We were cooking barbecue and done really well. You know, we were cooking 12, 13 contests a year. We had some that we were just almost grand championing. We had got there and was doing really well. We made a trip down to Whitehall, Arkansas, to the good old boys, uh, barbecue and steak cook-off. Just so happens, David, it was the last SCA competition before the, before the world championship in 2017. So that meant everybody was there. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know any of those steak cookers because I didn't follow the steak cooking trail. But while I was there, I wasn't going to pass up a chance to cook up a a steak competition. So I got on YouTube and watched Malcolm Reed's video on how to cook a steak. Took out my Weber, Weber, uh, Weber grill, put my seasonings on it. I cooked the steak, turned it in, We didn't do any good in barbecue. They pulled barbecue awards first. We didn't do any good in barbecue. Came all the way down to second place in the state cook-off, and we were getting ready to get up and walk out of there, and then they called my number first place. (laughs) And so we won first place in our very first state cook-off association contest. John Buswell was the rep. Sandy Truman, she put the contest on. I'll never forget it. It was a highlight of my career, and it hooked me in SCA cooking. And so the next year, me and my family talked, hey, which way do we want to go on this? And we decided we're going to start cooking steak, and that's what I've done ever since. To my knowledge, I've not cooked a barbecue competition since that day.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That's a great story of one evolving to the other, but it's still taking right. care of that, how can I say that niche that you require within? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, what, sir. That- I was just gonna say traveling to these contests, let's say state contest, what mm-hmm. how easy is it? What is your prep like for that week? You know, in barbecue, it's almost a, a week long event getting ready. What's it like getting ready for a steak contest?
1: Well, I can get ready for a steak competition in about two hours. What? Uh, really? What, what would take me, yeah, it would take four days to get ready for a, a barbecue competition by the time I took uh, Tuesday night to trim a brisket and Wednesday night to trim pork and Thursday night to trim chicken. You know, and so, so yes, it, it, it of course, I cook out of a steak trailer. I've got, and actually just bought a new trailer, but we use a uh, small sized version of a barbecue trailer, which is we call our steak trailer. Uh, It's a seven by, we've actually downsized to a seven by 12. I was in 10 states last year cooking. And so when you travel that much, and I've cooked as high as five contests in a (laughs) weekend. So, so, (laughs) so when you travel that much, David, you have to have a trailer that you can still get in out of this heat. That Oklahoma heat, I'm coming out there for the Trip Haggard Memorial Cook-Off here in the next few weeks over there in Tulsa. And I get too hot every year. And if I didn't have a trailer and an air conditioner in that Oklahoma heat, I don't know if I could take it. <laughs> so we, we took out of a trailer. And and we we had to have something that, that pulled good, that we were traveling so much. So, so we downsized just a little bit better for the gas mileage and things. But it takes me about two hours. I get all my stuff together, sharpen my knives, get everything ready, get the trailer ready. We're able to leave most of our stuff on there. Of course, we're impeccably clean, and we try to keep everything sanitized, everything double sanitized out of our trailers and and everything we do. But by the time we clean it and do everything, two to three hours, we're ready to roll to a competition on SCA circuit.
0: That is, I'm not going to say... Intriguing, but it's very intriguing because in barbecue, it sounds like everything has evolving just like it is in barbecue. We all started out with easy ups and trailers and open cookers, and now we're all enclosed into RVs, uh, motor coaches, goosenecks, any and everything for the luxury of, let's say, like a household. Now it sounds like. It may, are you seeing more and more of the state cookoffs doing the same thing? Is more people traveling? That uh, way?
1: As far as evolving, yes, sir. Now, just like in barbecue, and of course, you'll know who I'm getting ready to to mention. Eric Lee with Fire Dancer Barbecue. Mm-hmm. He cooks a lot out your way, and he's a grand multiple, multiple grand champion. He lives in Arkansas here in Bryant, but but Eric still cooks under a tent. He still goes out there. But he's got it down so, you know, he's a winner, but he still cuts under a tent. He's got it down so good, he don't have to have anything else. Here's the deal. The trailer doesn't make a person better to it. doesn't make a person any better to come out of a, a $10,000 or fifteen or $20,000 trailer than it does an easy up. It just, it just gives you a little bit more consistency to be able to get in and have the same atmosphere every time. And, yes, I'm seeing more people evolve. Uh, into steak trailers, and, you know, the, the draw to the SCA was always bring your easy up, a chair, a cooler, and a grill. We're going to give you the steak and the charcoal and all this. Well, the charcoal went away a while back. We don't, don't get the charcoal anymore, but uh, they give you the steaks. The, you don't have to buy your own meat for these competitions, uh, a lot of your viewers will know about them, and they're already cooking these competitions. But, but SCA gives you two supposed-to-be choice ribeyes. Most of them, when, when you can get it, are the um, uh, certified Angus beef, which is wonderful, uh, for two-thirds choice. So you get good steaks, and you have a fair shot of selecting steaks. And so you go out there and cook your heart out. And if I've seen folks win with nothing but a grill and a table, and I've seen them win in $20,000 uh, trailers. But yes, it has evolved uh, and it's going to evolve. David it's going to evolve because that's just the way human nature is. Uh, you know, everybody, I look at what I'm doing now compared to what I did, you know, I, uh, buying cookers and, and doing the stuff. And it's just like you said on the charcoal a while ago, it don't really matter on the prices. If you got them, if you can scrape the money up, so to speak. And so uh, it's just with people's passions, uh, growing higher, uh, then this thing's going to evolve. And the judging has evolved, too, just like in KCBS.
0: Well, the reason I asked or said it like that was when it comes to the evolution of barbecue, like I said, we all started with an easy up or a trailer or just pulling up and we were given a 10 by 10 or a 10 by 15 space or a 15 by 15 mm-hmm the organizers right. could have a couple city blocks and fit 35 40 teams in it now it takes yes, acres for us to have a cook off i am half mm-hmm. not gonna say scared but i think that it needs to be notified to the upper people that if it gets to a point to where these the bars the restaurants the stores cannot have enough parking space because everybody's going to start pulling trailers in RVs in. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm going? They're going to have to rent a space. Right. They're going to have to have different things. We're going to pull them away from the storefronts. That's benefiting from it. Uh-huh. So the entry fees are going to go. It becomes a snowball very quick. And that is something uh-huh. that we have as barbecue folks, we have seen and learned and, uh, yeah, we don't want to give up our trailers. We like it in the heat, too. But right. there is a reason that it's not really that great right now, too. When you pull up and they say, well, right. how big a space you need? Well, look, 30 by 40. Wow. Mm-hmm. Eight years ago, three people fit in that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. They so limit your space with the SCA to, like, uh 10 by 15 spot. And most of the time, if you can get in that, they give you, whether you have a tent or trailer, if you can get in that 10 or Ten by fifteen or a ten by twenty spot is what they normally give everyone. As far as big, huge trailers, they they have gotten to the point they kind of they kind of frown on those, and so most people do not have them. Most of these trailers that we pull in with uh, SCA, you're, you're looking at fourteen foot. Most of them. There's a few sixteen footers out there, but most of them is in that fourteen foot range. It'll fit in that. Still fit in that spot and you, you put a tin on it or put an awning out, and you're still within that guideline. But I'm with you. When you start getting into the big multi-trailers and the, the buses and the RVs and the campers, it can take away from what you're trying
0: to do. Absolutely. We, I As a yes, barbecue, I, I would say I'm a barbecue cook, that, and I've cooked. Two, three, maybe, I don't even know if I've done four of the SCA cookoffs. And the ones that I've done have been along with barbecue contest. And there's been some right. I haven't done along with the contest simply because I've got other things going on. And I haven't been able to cook the state cook-off. I wouldn't mind learning more of and doing more of them. It's just hard for me to take my weekend and go do a one-day cook right now i've got so much other right. things going but I, I bet i would enjoy it once i got there there's probably no doubt about that but i would be more scared or, or hesitant to tell the people that that have that control man learn from what's already happened what look at the history of what's happened in barbecue and if this is where y'all want to stay and you want to keep your entry fee at this point you want to charge your organizers only this amount Hindsight mm-hmm. twenty twenty. Put it put put a halt right. on it now. Put your limitations up front before mm-hmm. it gets out of hand. That's all I was getting. at yep.
1: Yes, sir. And once once you do that, you kind of set the precedent, and you you stick with it, and then that way you can stay with your philosophy that uh, that that it started with, and I think that is a good thing. And and by the way, it wouldn't take you long uh, to be very successful. I know uh, your style of cooking and. And from what you do and just knowing kind of what you've accomplished, you would enjoy SCA for sure, and you'd be successful at it. It's kind of like everything else. Um, this is a learned process. And once you learn what the judges want and you learn what wins, it's just a matter of replicating it and getting it there every time. And uh, so if you can do that, you begin to, to be a winner. But, but uh, you know, I don't know why. I don't think we've ever met on the barbecue circuit. I've been to probably a lot of contests you had been to, and I was cooking the SCA side, and you was probably over on the barbecue side. I go out in Oklahoma quite a bit, and it's probably just simply because the SCA normally set up in their little area, and the barbecues in a bigger area, just for the reasons you're talking about here with those bigger trailers and things like that. But, but you'd love SCA. The SCA, that's for sure.
0: Oh, I bet I would. I bet I would. And I may get out and <laughs> do a few more of them. I just... Uh, time It's just going to take time Like everything else right now I, I'm picking my battles right now
1: <laughs> Yes sir I
0: understand that Yeah. All right. Do you cater or do you cook for folks um, Let's say you're cooking You know what I'm saying Let Everybody's got a neighbor and they know they love your food So do you do any catering
1: well, The thing about it is I have catered some And you know I've got a few deals working right now Right now to be quite honest We're on the circuit Every weekend. Uh, we cooked 60 competitions last year. We were the 2000 and, uh, 2018, 2019 points champion uh, runner-up uh, for the year. The guy that beat me was Matt Overson uh, out of uh, Des Moines, Iowa, um, up in that area. He cooked 82 or 84 contests, and that's a lot of contests.
0: That's uh, a lot. If I yeah. couldn't.
1: If I can't win in 60 contests, I wasn't going to hop on airplanes and fly and uh, do all this stuff to win a, a points champion ring. Um, uh, you know, 60 contests is enough, and we've had a lot of points and did really well. Our point average was up there, and we were very happy with what we did. But yeah. cooking that many competitions, uh, it just, like you said, it's a time factor. You have to pick your battles. And so what we've been doing the last three years out here is just kind of building the all-cute-up brand. We're, we, we've been trying to build uh, some influence uh, on this circuit because that's the one we've chosen. We love SCA. We love Brett and Ken. We love the people. So this is where we've chosen to make our sphere of influence is in the SCA. Now, influence is a powerful thing, and there's a lot of people get it, want it for different reasons. The reason we wanted it is so we would be able to give back to people that we love, people that we can help, and the sport that we love, and the organization we love—that may sound a little bit corny to some folks, but not everybody out here is greedy and out here trying to get a leg up on everybody else. We're out here just because we want to be a part of this thing. Because we—it's uh, a carnival atmosphere. It's a—there's it, no better feeling to be out there in the morning, firing those grills up with an organization with folks you love. And this SCA family, if I, can, if, I, if, if I can give back to that, it means a lot. And so that's why we wanted to build our brand It's for those reasons. And so we, we're, we've been building our brand this year, first of the year. We launched out uh, our new rub line, which is the all-cued-up uh, competition, uh, or, or excuse me, the all-cued-up rub line. It's, uh, we've also got a sauce coming out. Uh, we've got a steak shake, and a big red beef rub that we use exclusively cooking steak, along with uh, some other rubs that we're sponsored by, Big Extreme uh, and some others. And then we, uh, we also uh, have a sauce and a barbecue rub. And so we put those out. They've done very, very well. We're very thankful. So I guess what I'm saying, we do cook a little bit for others when we can, but because of the time constraints, We're like you. We're picking our battles. And right now, the rubs and the competition cooking right now is about all we can do, David.
0: (laughs) Yep. No, I absolutely understand that. That kind of rolls in with another question I've got in my head that – cooks seem to evolve we want to get into catering we want to get into restauranteering we want to maybe take on working in a bar and using our food in a bar um what what all has evolved with you when it comes to cooking you'd mentioned you're all queued up rubs is is that where you're going to go with this or what is your goal well with your cooking
1: david you know i'll be quite honest with you we of course, we're taking one step at a time, and I have a wonderful job. I, I'm an insurance guy, and I've probably been as, as successful in anybody, as anybody here in the state of Arkansas on that, on that job, and I appreciate it, and I'm thankful for it. But, but of course, in, in something you love as far as the cooking uh, that we do. Of course, we'd love to have some sort of, and we haven't really figured it out, but some sort of outlet to be able to do some state catering or or some place to be able to get our product, our steaks out to the public um, anymore. I can't go to and I'm not, uh, you know. This is just the way it is. We, we go to steakhouse and we're disappointed because we know what kind of product we put out. And <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of like going to a barbecue place. Probably for you, you know. I mean, it's uh, pretty bad. You know, yeah, what you I, I
0: can absolutely <laughs> see you going to a steakhouse and walking out going, "Dang, they had good rolls."
1: <laughs> yes, sir, and that's, that's what we do most of the time. But it's good not to have to cook it, but when you get through eating it, you know, it's, 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 you're disappointed. And so uh, do I believe we could make something like that work? I have no doubt. Uh, I believe the product would work, it, would work. I believe the quality. But you and I both know there's more to uh, running something successful in a food establishment or a catering business than just the product itself and so so right now we're not ready for that but i look toward the future and i believe we will we will eventually get to that point i don't know if it will be a some small type of uh takeout style restaurant i don't know if it will be a catering business or i don't know if it'll be a full-scale fine dining steakhouse. because i don't know but but one of these days that that is on my radar and on my agenda and of course i'd like to see our rubs and sauces i've got uh I've got three rubs out now and a sauce coming out, and I've got about three more coming down the pipe here. Nice. And so um, they've been very successful. Of course, of course, we've used your stuff for years in barbecue, and, and, and to me, nobody has any better product than what you put out with your rubs and injections and things like that. And and uh, so you know all about what we're dealing with and going through. Uh, but with the, with the rub and the product that we have there and then doing uh, the uh, – uh, reaching out with our steak catering or cooking. And, and, uh, I don't know if it'll be a restaurant. I don't know if it'll be catering or what, but, but we do have plans for that somewhere down the line. I just don't know where they fit in just at this time. What we decided to do is we're going to continue to build our brand, continue to, uh, evolve ourselves and just, uh, walk through the doors as they open up to us. And right now we're, we're trying to do the best we can to do that.
0: Yep. Yep. Before we leave the competition part of it, as as i said i am not just totally inspired excited about going to a steak cook-off if you had Mm -hmm. to give me an elevator pitch what what would you tell me to try to get me to come on board to bring up the count for steak cook-off what would you tell me say look david xyz give me just Kind of give me what you would call – it might be the same thing you've already told me for the last 30 minutes. I don't know, but kind of give me an elevator pitch. Why why, why would I want to do a steak cook-off?
1: Well, number, one of the reasons, and, and, and a few of these reasons, it, I would encourage anybody to do a steak cook-off. First of all, and foremost, the SCA family is second to none. Barbecue has some great friends, don't get me wrong. But this SCA family I've never found the camaraderie in barbecue and I'm not I'm not meaning to not grinding any axes with anybody. We we love barbecue folks too. But I've never had the camaraderie that I had at a barbecue competition that I've had at steak cook off. The steak cook off people, uh, the SCA family are second to none. I mean they will treat you so good. And uh, and so that's the first one, the atmosphere. Everything from from being called up, they give you the microphone when you get a call and you're able to at least say a couple of words, you know. And and, and that's a fun thing, too. They make these awards real, real exciting. And, and it's kind of like being able to walk the stage on some bigger barbecue events. They make all these events that way. And and they pay special attention to the cooks. And, um, and also, uh, when you're cooking and, you, and you're winning one of these, it presents you another challenge. You know, you get in such a routine, uh, cooking barbecue, you're doing the same thing every every time and you're you know, but a state cook off gives you another challenge. It gives you another another element to to challenge yourself and, and rise to another occasion. And so 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 those things there, I mean, with the SCA family and, and the way you're treated at these contests, it's something I think everybody ought to experience once. And I promise you, if I can get most folks in the door one time and they get a call of some sort, top ten, most of the time I've got them hooked, brother. And let be honest. That's the honest <laughs> truth about it.
0: <laughs> well, cool. Well, I think that was a good elevator pitch. Brett would be very happy with that one.
1: <laughs> well, I, I want to tell you, we were at the World Championship the first year and Brett Galloway come before me and my son were. And I'd only cooked one of the com- competition. He didn't know me. Uh, from anyone. And he walked up and had about a 10-minute conversation with us, and I have never forgot it. And uh, I've seen him do that with new folks, him and Ken both. And, David, let me say this. You know, with some of these other organizations, you've got board of directors. You've got people that's involved in, in things and making decisions. And and it's a fuss or it's a fight or so, something like that. With SCA, that, there is none of that. Uh, Brett, uh, Galloway, and Ken Phillips make the decisions for this organization. It's their organization. They started it. They make the decisions, and they put it out there. Of course, they'll try to make sure the cookers, uh, cuddle, it's to benefit the cooks and, and all that's involved, and it will always be with them 100% fair. I, I can promise you that. But But then it's done. And people get on board with it, and they support. They support them. You know, it, that's just the way it should be, brother. And, yep. and it's just, uh, it makes this thing so easy, and it's fun, David. You know, if I you, if I give you the best elevator pitch at all, it's fun.
0: <laughs> it's fun. Could, it's yeah. Fun. There you go. <laughs> well, okay. One quick word, and I'll let you take it from there. Arkissippi. Arch- yes, uh oh. <laughs> tell me well, about Arkissippi. Arch-
1: Arkissippi Smoke Live. That is our Monday night Facebook show. It's 7:30 every Monday night. Me and Mister Hotty Toddy himself, Ronald Burns, is my co-host on there. He's my cooking partner, one of my best friends, and my my my. He's not a blood brother, but he's close to brothers I'll ever get. And uh, and I want to share with you. Uh, and of course, he's got his own line of rubs and seasonings that's out. It's just doing phenomenal. He's a great, great cook. But but we get to go on every Monday night at 7.30. And of course we're going to do some barbecue things with barbecue folks. I've got some pretty good ones slated to come down the line. But we have special guests on there every week. We talk steak cook-off association, barbecue, outdoor grilling, backyard competition, everything we can think of. And that little uh, little Facebook has grown from somewhere like we had 200 views the first time to four and five thousand views now, and it's not been going that long. Uh, but we're proud of that little archdiptic program that we put on, and it's just a couple of uh, good old boys that uh, couldn't get enough of competition and being around there competition steak and barbecue family on Saturday, so we wanted to spill over on Monday night, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just going say, as if five contests that weekend wasn't enough, you had to talk to them one more day.
1: Yeah. We had to talk to them one more day. We just couldn't get enough of them. and we'll have SCA rep on there that, that's watching, and we, we talk about questions. We talk about, uh, you know, they, they ask questions, and we answer them. Uh, it's kind of a no holds bar kind of situation, and then we'll have a special guest on there. Like Brett Galloway was on there. I've I've asked Diva Q to come on. She'll be coming on some several others. Uh, you know that that's going to be on there. We've had Cookers that's been on there uh, this past week. Nick Parsons with Hasty Bake introduced that new Nomad on there, and I so was... he 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 was live with that grill. And uh, and people were asking questions and chiming in, and we just had a ball. And uh, and so so that's what Arkansas Smoke Live is uh, every Monday night, seven thirty p.m. Central Time on what? the Smoke Live page.
0: That's crazy. Page I was just scrolling through my Gmail account, and oh. I even went through my spam, and I, I must have missed <laughs> that invitation. Sorry about that. Well,
1: <laughs> hey, I going to promise you You're one of the guys we'd love to have
0: on <laughs> Well, there's something else that we've both done I'm not sure exactly when you went down And did some videotaping But recently I did I We have both, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, been inducted How about that? That's a great way to say it, Into the Barbecue Champs Academy mm-hmm. Tell us about yep, your, your part of that tell, tell us what you went over
1: well, I feel like I've been inducted into a fraternity, David. If you want the <laughs> truth, it's uh, – uh, anytime you've got Mike Steele involved in anything, and a lot of the barbecue cooks will know Mike Steele. Uh, Mike's a great IBCA cooker, and, and he cooks a lot of competitions too. Very successful. But Mike Steele's one of the good guys. And, if, and I'll be honest with you. I had, the way I got involved with that, one of my good friends, Alan Newton, and he's a legend. He actually got the legend award for SCA last year. And and Alan uh kind of hooked me and Mike up, so to speak, as far as uh, uh introducing us and everything. And and I asked Alan, I said, This deal with Mike Steele, I said, Can I trust him? He said, If you if Mike Steele tells you something, you can take it to the bank. And John,
0: that's exactly John, what I wanna, I, I wanna, Mike
1: Steele does.
0: John, I wanna interrupt you real quick. You said Mike Steele about 20 seconds ago, and he has to have a microphone at your place or at my place. He just texted me. Give me a call when you can. Uh, uh-oh. That's yeah. Exactly. I kid you not. He just texted me, and I'm like, holy cow. Is, is, is he bugging our phone? Yeah. I, do, I don't want to make this sound wrong, but. Uh oh. But anyway, didn't want to interrupt uh, you, but I just had to get that out there. That is a crazy I, coincidence.
1: Well, Mike, if you're listening, you just interrupted our conversation here, brother, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> well but anyway, Mike Mike is a top notch guy. And so so I'll give you a little big picture about Mike. So the and the reason I painted that picture about Mike being if Mike does something he goes all the way, this barbecue chance thing is gonna wind up being huge. And here's why. Top barbecue and steak cookers across the United States uh, have kind of assembled together with barbecue champs and taught online class. They're available in 4K video, and they're shot by professional uh, crew, video crew, and you know all about that because you've been on all of these shows and everything. You know that this they was were top notch. There
0: was no doubt about it, and yes, actually better uh, than uh, some we've had.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, John and Clint do a great job, and I'm, I'm going to tell you now. Uh, We went down, and it was about January, I think, that we shot this. And I spent uh, eight or ten hours down there with Mike. And we went through the competition steak process and a backyard steak process. And then I I did an ancillary, like a a pork steak. But I gave my steak recipe, David, out there. If I was going to go do this, I was going to give folks what i done. I didn't cut any corners. I gave them my competition recipe on Barbecue Champs, the one that I've won multiple championships with, the one that I have, I have have been doing for a long time. And so that's right there on Barbecue Champs. They can buy that, access it 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's theirs. They purchase it. It's theirs, just like your barbecue class. Same way with it. They can purchase your class. They can get all David Bosca's Tell All Secrets. And they can get it 365, 247, and it's their class. Yeah. I don't know where you could get for the money, I don't know where you could get that type of instruction for that kind of money anywhere. And it's shot in four K video and it's just a great, great setup. But but I've really enjoyed being a part of Barbecue Champs. I've sold a lot of classes and I've made a lot of friends to that barbecue
0: champs. You know, the way I've also described it is exactly what you've talked about and added into it that they're like, well, the cost factor. And I'm like, folks, you're getting a six week culinary class jammed into a a day and a half, two days worth of watching. You, you go to your local vote school. What are you going to pay for a, a semester? That's what you're going to get with this. It's a true blown, full blown culinary class from buying, trimming, selling, prepping, cooking, presentation. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what it is. And if you can perfect this, you can perfect anything in the culinary world. So I've also sold it that way. Mm
1: -hmm. And and you're exactly right. And of course we know the, the guys that are on there and you can go to the barbecue champs websites, bbqchamps.com. And they have two sections there. They have barbecue pit masters. That's where you and Robbie roll, starting Smith, Mark Lambert, Corey, Mike's Lee Hickle. Um, I'm probably Joey Smith, uh, maybe missing one in there somewhere. I'm not Craig Sherry. You don't want to miss Craig. Um, and then, Then over on the uh, grilling side, the steak grill master section, it's got me, uh, Alan Newton, the legend, uh, Shauna Rapallo, uh, Terry Rohn, 2018 world champion, and Ty Machado uh, all have classes on the steak grill master section there. And so you can pick or choose. Here's the thing about the steak part of that, David. You know, the steak classes, are, you don't get quite as much content because a steak is a steak. With you guys, they're getting four meats and all the prep and everything, so it's a bigger class. With steak classes, I think those are about $169 a piece. And here's the thing. You could take my class and Terry Rome's class together, take a couple. You still would be cheaper than going to the time you traveled and done all that you wanted to do and bought your supplies to go to your first steak cook. And, and be ahead of the game. Develop your own style by watching two or three of these videos. And uh, it's so crazy. I had a, I, the last competition I won in Searcy, Arkansas, this past weekend, out of the top ten, I had four people out of that top ten that had taken my class and was using my rugs. There you go. And 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 the, one of the guys said, I watched your video till we got here. And I think I know how to do it. He got out there. He almost beat me. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is when you give back to an organization like that, and I wanted to be able to get my classes out so people could afford them. And by doing it with Barbecue Champs, I can actually do it cheaper that way than if I had a a class where everybody came to it and I had to get all the supplies and do all the stuff, I can make it a little more accessible to them. So, so that's what I love about Barbecue Champs
0: myself, exactly the same reasons. And I, I've got a class scheduled. It was a postponement with all the COVID stuff. We're going to do the one right. in July over in Tennessee. After that, right. I am going to try to just let folks know, go over there. Cause it's the same thing. You you can stay at home, yeah. sit in your easy chair, watch it at your luxury. It's going to be the right. same content because I'm showing you what we do. It's that simple. Yeah. It's 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 that
1: simple, and all the techniques are there, uh, you know. And and it's just, I mean, and actually, it's better. And the reason is, you've got that little rewind button on your on your uh, DVD or on your on your player, whatever you're streaming it on. You've got that little that you got that little rewind button there, and so you can always go back and watch it back and watch it, and you can figure out exactly what's going on, you know. If I've been to several cooking schools, and David, the honest truth is, about forgot half of the time I got home. I had to go back to the notes and, and everything else. But with this, you don't have to worry about that. And I just felt like it was a good thing for the buck, and I was glad to be a part of it.
0: Yep, that's right. Well, John, we are getting to a point, and you said you had listened to a few of our podcasts, so you know what's fixing to come up. I've Uh got some injection needles sitting out here in my warehouse. We are fixing to inject you with a butcher barbecue podcast truth serum. Here we go. And you have to answer truthfully. Yes, sir. Since we're talking to grilling, I'm going to hit you with a grilling one. Are you a hot dog person or a bratwurst person?
1: Bratwurst.
0: All right. What do you like on it? Ketchup, mustard, kraut? What's your preference? Mustard. Mustard. All right. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Do you like a standard bratwurst, or do you like uh, something a little different? What, what, what What's your favorite bratwurst?
1: I just like the standard, uh, standard regular bratwurst. I'm yeah. kind of a plain guy. <laughs> All
0: right. Now more for the adult world. Are you a beer, a whiskey, or tea drinker?
1: Tea would be my drink of choice. But if I was going to drink one of the alcohol beverages, it would probably be a, a shot of whiskey.
0: What's your favorite whiskey, and do you mix it?
1: If I was going to drink a, uh, any whiskey, it'd probably be a Gentleman Jack, and it'd probably be straight. All
0: right. On your tea, you're iced tea or a hot tea person?
1: I am an iced tea person.
0: Boy, me too. I like I like a sweet. Well, any more sweet tea's gotten just like sugar, so I kind of more or less, I've been going kind of a half-and-half half tea person. What are you?
1: Right. I'm un... I'm an unsweet team with sweet and
0: love. I'm trying okay. to stay away from the sugar. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna name some people and I want you to tell me what you think that what they would how they would describe you. Would they call you a hero, a villain, a lover, or what you think they'd call you. Okay? Okay. Um, your kid, your boy, uh John Junior. Is that what his name is that
1: right? Well, yeah, John Walter. Probably, uh, you know, the honest truth is it depends on the day, David. <laughs> I'd be everything from a hero to a villain, but most of the time a hero. Probably.
0: <laughs> All right. How about your boss? What would they call you?
1: Oh, I think he'd call me a hero.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, your family members, do you have any siblings? What would they call you?
1: Probably hard-headed.
0: <laughs> i love it i love it all right now here comes uh the the real true one what do you call yourself
1: i just call myself just plain john uh, i'm just a plain guy that loves people <laughs> that's about
0: <laughs>
1: the best way i can describe myself
0: <laughs> well john that's all i got i want you I, I, I greatly appreciate you carving out some time to sit and talk with us. This has been fun. I enjoy these type Good conversations. Sir. I want you to tell everyone listening so that this point forward, they know where to go get you, watch for you, listen to you, your Arkesipi, you personally, anything you want to put out there, talk about your rubs. And in please even mention your sponsors and your, your Arkesipi partner. Tell about his rubs too. Yes, tell us everything that these folks can follow and go pick up something.
1: Well, David, thank you for the time, and we're glad to be on the show. And, of course, uh, some of your viewers won't know me, but uh, some of them will. But uh, you can find most of my products at, at some of the better grill stores and grilling stores and things like that across the United States now. I'm probably in the 30 or 40 stores out there. I'm not in a bunch of them, but in the barbecue and grilling stores, most of them are carrying my stuff now. We do have the podcast on Monday night at 7.30 Central. Every Monday night, uh, that's me and Mr. Hotty Toddy himself, Ronald Burns. He's an excellent, excellent steak cook and one of my great friends and a great co-host. And you'll be hearing his name probably more than mine before long. But Ronald Burns has uh, got a line of rubs, Hotty Toddy rubs. The real one that is going big and strong right now is that Climax AP. He had three first place wins on that at the, the or actually two first place wins at the shed cook off. 169 teams. He won one of those. One of his teams won it. And so great rub. My all cued up rubs are winning competitions every week, and the combo between the hottie toddy and the all cued up rubs have really been a success in the SCA. If you want to know how to use those, please. We've got a Facebook page. Go to my personal page. It's John Lindsay. Or you can go to Ronald Burns, uh, his uh, pr- uh, Facebook page, Request to Be a Friend. We'll bring you right on in. You can ask us any questions you want about how to use our product, steak cooking, anything. Or you can go to the Archesipi Smoke Live page, and you can ask us anything you want to. We've got our email addresses on there. Also, uh, I want to say thank- a big thank you to Hasty Bake Charcoal Grills. I'm going to tell you, I didn't know what I was missing until I got a hold of the Hasty Bake. And I want to thank you for making me a better steak cooker and giving me a grill company that I can get behind because you get behind me. And it makes all the difference in the world. And thank you for that. Also, I am part of the B-Extreme team. And B-Extreme seasonings, you may know about them, but they're big in Texas and beginning to get big in a lot of other places. We do use B-Extreme product uh, in our flavor profiles. And uh, Mr. Danny Hems, Mr. Danny Hems, Kay Hems, and Terry Rohn own that company. And through that company, I'm sponsored by several other uh, uh, different uh, uh, companies, which is Kingsford Charcoal, uh, Brad Barrett, and Grill Grape, uh is a part of that. Gunner Wilhelm Cut- Cutlery, uh, Magna Chef Gloves is a part of that, and so uh, all of those folks. It's, uh, it's just an honor to be using those products and we're real, real thankful, uh, to be able to get that done. And, uh, David, um, I guess along those lines, uh, other than my barbecue champs folks, if you want to learn how to cook barbecue, grill a steak, whatever you want to do in your culinary experience, check these folks out at barbecue champs. It's bbqchamps.com and there you'll find the top barbecue pit masters in the united states and the world right now and then also you'll have some of the top grill masters that you'll be able to find i do have a class on there there's other classes on there that are great i'd love for you to take one if you have a question i've got a private facebook page that's tied into that barbecue chance that you can ask me a question 24 7 and
0: get an answer Man. So with
1: that, David, I think I've given just about all I know to give. I'm just about to, to the point I don't have any more info.
0: <laughs> <laughs> John, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you coming on and chatting. And, and I want to tell all the listeners to like this podcast. We're, we're growing ourselves, and we're having fun doing it. And that's why we're still doing this because everybody wants to listen. When y'all quit listening, we'll quit talking. Other than that. Right. You betcha. John, thanks a lot for everything. It's been
1: my pleasure. Thank you, David.
0: Take care. Everybody, listen up. Talk to y'all later. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butcher's next podcast.